Why not? Maybe you should review music or something, you know? Siskel and Ebert, it was like, it was so inappropriate for them to have that job because they just seemingly didn't like movies. Right. <laughs> or each other after a while. Yeah, I bet. They were like, I was like, wow. Yeah. You hate your fucking job that much. Try something else. It's like, well, he gave me one thumb up, but uh, he's a pretty bitter old man, so I guess that's a pretty good thing. <laughs> that's okay, yeah. yeah. Double E is partially me, but then, because they weren't going to go with it, the other guy came up with it, but I found 20 reasons to have it. It's in like 20 songs. The, yeah. the word, the double E, a Dylan song, Born Z-Bond, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then, but then, the funniest thing is one day at a meeting before the pandemic, they're like, well... We're changing the whole place, the whole mall. What should we do? Um, like, what, what, what does double E stand for? I go, well, it's in a Grateful Dead song, and it means like a leaf or something, you know, but where? I said, but I just called it like the Essex Experience. Yeah. Threw it out at this roundtable meeting. The Mad Taco guys were there, me, Vitor. Okay, we closed down a couple months later for the pandemic. I come back. We haven't been open in a couple months. I come in one day and Peter's like, so we got this name, Essex Experience. Yeah. I go, <laughs> yeah. I said that name at the meeting. This is a reoccurring was, theme here. <laughs> was, everybody thought, yeah, exactly. Everybody thought I was crazy. Like, and I probably am, but you know, like, if you're looking, that's, if that's, you're, that's something I might be able to do. If you're looking do. to name your establishment, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just get this guy a little perked but, up. Yeah, just just, <laughs> have just, shoot just make shit. me say some silly shit yeah. and something probably good will come up. Well... Uh, with that being said, let's just run a quick little intro here. For those of you who uh, either aren't from Vermont or have been under a rock, we, uh, this is Vermontrepreneurs, episode six with Kevin Statzer. It's a pleasure to have you over here, my man. Yes, nice to see absolutely. you. Absolutely, and uh, we go way, way back. Um, so... I remember I was 15, Higher Ground Winooski had just opened, and there was a hip-hop show, and of course wasn't, you couldn't go as an underage kid, and I went over and I said, I want to talk to the owner. <laughs> so you came out, you're like, what's up? I'm like, I should be able to go to the show. I'm like, I'm like, I love music, I don't drink, I'll be your, you can put X's on my hands. I'm like, oh, these are all valid points, all right. And uh, you said, I'll give you one chance, but if you mess up, you're never coming in again. <laughs> And did I? No, you no. kept going. I thought you you became part of the list, yep. and that um, like which me, I thought, Todd. yeah, Todd, David and Budnick. Todd. I was trying to hire at because he used to he worked at um, Juniors, no, Marcos, um, and I, I was trying to get him to be able to work our kitchen because we really needed somebody. And but he was he was like fifteen too, I think at yeah. the time. And the only way I felt I could get it was if he was allowed in there. And I'm like, and so, you know, it took a little pushing around with liquor control, but they eventually went for that we could have it if people were working. And and then it became like, well, wait, what does that person do? Oh, they put up posters. Well, yeah, that, yeah. I was, that, was, that, that was my next thing. That, That's what, you know, so yeah. then when I was 16, I started to help in, you know, little stuff like that. Yeah. And that posters really or the us. coat check or, you know, just Absolutely. whatever. So. Yeah, yeah, so that was that was super helpful. I had always wanted it to be all ages, and so did, so did Alex. Um, but I understand and, the liability side of it. And, you know, I obviously was really into the music. I mean, you know, yeah, soon after was, that, I started playing there and all that. So it's, you know, I was the liquor the side of it for them. 
they, I don't think they care that kids wanted to go. And then we started really being able to have like um, 18 plus shows. So that it was 21 plus 18, and then there weren't even too many of them after a while. Yeah. But yeah, we yep. uh, that that's a long time. That's the very beginning of the old higher ground. Yeah. So let's go back a little bit. Where sure. where like where was Kevin? Uh, you know, day one. I went to Rutgers. Yeah. That was. Um, I'd say that I would always start there because I, a lot of my college friends who I'm still friends with today, and um, they they'll often come up and see what Higher Ground was or the Double E or or other places that I I've, I've been at, and they're like, oh, this is kind of like what you did in college. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, well, you used to throw parties yeah. and people came, and now I'm they not come and they, <laughs> and they buy tickets, you know, and yeah, and they're like, this is perfect for you. It's I a said, little more above ground now. Right, exactly, yeah, and, yeah, and we don't have to, like, you know, hide them or <laughs> yeah. make them underground shows. So, yeah, so that that's it kind of started in college, and had some good parties, and um, then I had always wanted to do it. Um, I was getting ready to go to law school, and I came up to Stowe. My parents had moved there uh, when I was at my, my last year at Rutgers, and I came up to visit. And I'm like, what am I moving back to New Jersey for? I, I grew up there. I loved it and everything, but, but still looked really nice. It Time was for cool something different. Ski town in the winter. I got three jobs the first day. They were, you know, I started bartending and did that for a while. But it seemed like most, I always wanted to work at places with music mm-hmm. and started doing that. And then uh, eventually... Well, I moved to California and I did some stuff out there that had really, you know, was was music oriented at the clubs. What part of California were you in? Uh, the they used to call it the Devil's Triangle, Huntington, Newport, Costa Mesa. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it was like area, uh, yeah. <laughs> wasn't really L.A. wasn't really the Hollywood scene. A lot of surfers, a lot of uh, like a big nice surf scene and a really good music scene. And, and like, that's where skateboarding basically. Was a born. lot of yes, yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> right it, the skaters galore. Yeah, that was the this is probably the second biggest thing, and everybody seemed to have one. Yeah. So that was good. We had a place called the Golden Bear, which was um, like the Chili Peppers were playing there as a as a house band at one point. Wow. It seemed like they were there all the time. This is in the early mid '80s, and um, yeah. So, but back in the day, Hendrix had played at that same place, so it had been there for a long time. He's my he's my number one. If I could see anybody dead or alive, yeah, he's my I, number I one. think a lot of us say that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's one person I I saw a lot of really good people, but I regret not seeing him. Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, we I, I I really liked the idea of that, and then I had lived in Asbury Park in the late seventies, and um, or actually the mid seventies, seventy four, seventy five, when Bruce Springsteen had happened, and said that I had missed Haight Ashbury and and that kind of thing. Asbury Park became a really big thing um, outside of New York as far as music, and it was a seaside town. There was like you know people. It was like the hippie movement. It was, it, yeah, it, yeah, it was, yeah. It, oh God, when I first moved there, just hippies all over the boardwalk every night, and then this, the place I was telling you about, there was a place called the Convention Hall, and every major act that was playing in New York, the Rolling Stones, Jefferson Airplane, um, and then like Elton John when he still wore jeans and a T-shirt, and uh, 
like just everyone was playing at that place and you know all the hippies would be there and I worked at a donut shop on the boardwalk and the police used to come in and I think they knew it was up they'd be like oh look what we got off of some hippie kid today and they'd show me a bag of pot and they'd go we're just gonna throw this out I'm like oh yeah no problem <laughs> yeah, there's a dumpster right over here I would like take it home with me I'm like great that's it and they go hey you wanna get in the show tonight and they would like just take me right in put me right up near the front and uh, I saw a lot of good shows that way I saw a show with Jethro Tull once, and the opening band was Yes. Oh, and, like, n nobody, had either, they, they totally unheard of, you know, stuff like that. Um, it was when Yes was still going by Maybe. Yeah, really. <laughs> They're, like, not sure, yeah. right, you know. But, um, so, yeah, so that, that really started my interest, uh, and then started working in places with music. Then I moved to the Virgin Islands. And yeah, you were I, Tortola, is that where it was? Yes, yeah, so yeah. I moved to Tortola, and I had been living in Burlington and Stowe um, for a little while after California, and I started bringing bands from Burlington. Um, Zero Gravity was one of them. These were all like pretty much 90s bands um, from that played at Nectar's, Jalapeno Brothers, a couple other people. So that you would, already had like been working in the industry a little bit yeah i've been yeah. working at bars where yeah. they were playing at in stowe or some in some in burlington and what made you choose to go down to the virgin islands besides that it's absolutely beautiful <laughs> i was absolutely beautiful yeah. I, like and i i didn't want to I, i'm trying to think what it was Win that, winter uh, started yeah i, I think I, I went on a vacation and then uh, I met some people on the vacation that managed a place, and they said, hey, we could use some help down here, especially in the winter. And I had a boss on Church Street at the time, and I said, would you mind if I left three or four months in the winter? He goes, no, we're dead. Yeah. Like, you know, it was always busy in the summer. We had an outdoor, it was Queen City Tavern then, now it's Church Street Tavern, but we had the biggest tent outside, and he really needed help. And we had, um, what's it, it was called the, uh, the place on the dock. Um, uh, Breakwater. Breakwater yeah. was. What is it now? Though? Spot on the dock. Yeah, spot on the dock. So we, uh, I, I did. I worked for them, but I would go back, back and forth from the Virgin Islands. But we, people were coming to Tortola, like uh, the guy from the New Riders of the Purple Sage, who had played with all the Grateful Dead people, Buddy Cage, and he'd play one night with whatever the local band was. So it started getting known, and the people were coming out of the woodwork. So you could tell it was old hippies because. They had T-shirts that were had been folded so long they couldn't get the creases out of them at all. They were like totally creased out. It's a classic dad shirt. And, uh, exactly. <laughs> but we would fill up. We'd have three hundred people, and I I had been working at another place, and they told me, "Oh, you you'll never be the you know American music will never go down here. It's the Virgin Islands." And we used to watch that place turn its lights off at night, and our place would be like, yeah. Like yeah. People would be just screaming. And I saw the controller of that company. There was a place called the Bomba Shack. Okay. And once a month, they had a full moon party where um, mushrooms were legal on Tortola. Yeah. And they would hand out a mushroom tea. And I saw him, and he was pretty buzzed. And he's like, so you really kicked our ass this season. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? You kicked your own ass. I go, I said, let's do some bands and some other stuff. And you said I was a crazy American. <laughs> you were the one I'd, not trying to build. Right? <laughs> I said, and I may be a crazy American, but it seems that there seemed to be a few other ones around. You know? yeah. So, And then uh, came back here. And every year, I would say, did they open? Uh, so Hunts was a place, and that that's really how the Burlington thing got started. I came back from the Virgin Islands, and I said to my sister, 
do you want to go go out? Let's go to Hunt's. And she goes, oh, Hunt's closed down. It used to that? be where it was Sean and Oz, and oh, now yeah. it's the Hilton Garden, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So back when, like, a lot of the drinking <coughs> scene was either, like, North Street or, like, King Street, not so right. much downtown, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like Alley Cats bit, like, and the right, Chicken Right, all of that down on, there. Yeah, well, it was on, it was on Maine. No, it was on, it was on Maine and Pine. Yeah. Yeah. So on that corner there, Hunts. Hunts, and that it was classy joint or what? Yeah. Well, and, and everybody <laughs> played there from that yeah. time period. You'll hear like you know, Yorma, who we're having here, Hot Tuna played there. Uh, yeah. um, all kinds of people. Fish won a battle of the bands one year, didn't win another year. They played there. Yeah. Um, it was a lot. Of, it was the place, but it closed and. Um, the wheels so, start turning for so you. So I they? would come, yeah, so I would come back and I'd go, did anybody open a hunts? And they're like, nope. And that would happen each summer and I started going, man, and I, I would tell people about it. I'd say, hey, you know, I don't like have a ton of money. Would you want to maybe open a club? And people would be, pat me on the shoulder like, listen, that sounds like a good idea. Let me know when it gets going. Yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, yeah, okay. You're like, it's already <laughs> going. What do I need to do for it? <laughs> right, 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 exactly. So, uh, Finally, I came back one summer. I had met Matt Suddy, and um, we found out that Alex Crothers and Rob Hintz, two other guys who had been in the fish circle, Alex had been an intern at the fish office, and I had worked there on the Clifford Ball. So we knew each other, and the four of us got together, and we created the first higher ground, and that's how it started. Nice. And so now your sister is married to Trey, is that correct? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so that night when I asked her to go to Hunts and she said it's closed, she said, why don't I take you down to Nectar's? Uh, this guy that I've been hanging out a little bit is playing there. All right. And that was Fish. Lo and behold. Uh, yes. Yeah, actually, so my nieces went to the Montessori school with uh, their kids. Yep. Um, my, my niece is Eliza and Isabella. Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. Yeah, they uh, they went they, they lived up here for a long time, well into the 2000s. Yep, shout and out. And then after Higher Ground, we have Peter here. Yep. Um, I thought he should uh, oh, yeah. say hi. He uh, after, after Higher Ground, uh, I had been there 20 years. I was really getting a little bit tired of 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And so... I left, and then a guy that I knew from um, radio, uh, doing radio ads and radio promotions, Eric Koval, called me one day. He goes, there's this guy, Peter Edelman. you got to meet him. He's He's got that outlet mall in Essex. And I go, oh. And uh, so all, all I remember is calling Peter, and I, I'm pretty sure the first thing he said was, retail is dead. We need some culture <laughs> yeah. in Essex or something like that. And I was like, wow, that's a great idea. Yeah. And so um, it's kind of, him and I were walking out, I think it was a Magic Man, the new pot dispensary, not too long ago. And the, all of the parking lots were full. And I'm like, Peter, like, this is crazy. Remember, the, you, like, dreamed up this idea yeah. a few years ago. And now it's, it's been five years ago, my friend. What's that? It's been five years. Five, yes. years. five years ago, he says. Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny the way that I ended up becoming even involved over here, too, is because, you know, I'm wearing the iHomie shirt, so uh, we did the, you know, it was my fourth skate video, and yeah, we, just, we, yeah. we had the premiere here. Yep. And um, so, you know, the next week I get a call, and it's um, Sean Mesha, shout out the producer, uh, his partner, Angie, who does runs the Tipsy Pickle, they were doing the food, um, I forget oh, yeah. what. 
yeah, that thing here, and uh, they needed a bartender. They were like, we're down to bartender. And I'm like, so they called me up. It might have even been the day of or the day before, and I'm like, sure, I need money. I remember when that happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did, did Tim call you or Jesse? Tim. Tim, yeah. And yep. he said, did Travis, I said, God, I've known Travis since he was, like, really young. I just remember that. And then yep. the next time I came in, you were here. Yeah. Like, so I was like, yeah. Yep. So I've kind of become Jesse's right-hand man there in the mm -hmm. All Things Bar, and, uh, yeah, we just got done gutting out Jockey over there for, you know, whatever comes next. Right, right. So, you know, I'm, I'm, no, and, and I'm not really, limited to slinging drinks. I can sling a hammer if need be. <laughs> but the whole idea, really, the double E was almost ahead of its time here because we were the first thing that Peter really did here. And we, we had we had some pretty good things going until the pandemic. Yeah. And um, That really stuck a stick because in a lot of, of the people's April, <laughs> the April of 19 and the October of 19, we had, you know, uh, David Bromberg, good. Uh, uh, what was it, uh, Greg Brown, Brown. then JGB, and mm -hmm. then, uh, you know, uh, Al Stewart, and we had really just started cooking, and then it was like, uh, the governor's on TV, you've got to close, like, yeah. and everybody was like, what? You know, we were really kind of just getting it, and um, that, that was, I think, a couple of things happened during that time, though. We had we could only do takeout food, yeah. and one night we were standing outside on the patio, and we looked over at the green, and Peter's like, "We can." I said, "Could we have music there?" And he's like, "Yeah." What? And so we started doing. But it, the first ones we had out there were like. It was like a science fiction movie. We had the little pods where you had to like put people, <laughs> yeah. and they were six feet apart, and you had to go in one. Everyone's aisle in and bubble wrap. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. People have like you know, well masks. Yeah. People were masked up, and oh my god! But that was the first summer, and we found people really liked it out there. And then that has started to become its own arm of the business that was basically. You know the, the the town green is now like yeah. the we're, town we're taking over, place, we're taking know? over, and some big so, things in the works too. Yeah. But and, just know, people all love the, all the things he brought up. Though there's an art gallery, there's coffee, like all the things that are non-retail are happening in all of yeah. these buildings. Now. Totally, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, totally. And uh, people love the trucks and tunes that we do in the summertime, yeah. which but, is cool. You know, all the different food trucks that come out, and you got the putt putt and the bounty house for the kids and all that. So yeah. yeah. So that's really cool. Um, I just want to go back a little bit here sure. and talk a little bit about, so your Higher Ground Winooski closed, what, 2002 or something like that? April 20-something, 2004. Oh, four. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. And um, We had opened so, April 15th, 98, so it was just a little over four years. Yeah. Uh, or, I'm sorry, six. So they basically had plans to just tear that all down, right? Were you sort of forced out, or how did that We were, down? and we had to fight them. Um, we hired a lawyer who was on the city side of it in South Burlington, at um, Sirloin Saloon. They were trying to not let the Sirloin Saloon do something. So it was basically the two law firms involved had reversed roles. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, so the people we had were the ones representing South Burlington and the... And the uh, <laughs> 
this is a time where my, my father said, you know, Kevin, I was telling them what was going on with the business. And they're like, everybody else has a good doctor. You always have a good lawyer. <laughs> Why is that? And I said, well, you, you, you get what you need, you know, at certain times that we need a lawyer. Because I feel great, but, but I need legal help. <laughs> we weren't, yeah, we weren't, we weren't getting anywhere with the city, and they just wanted us to close, and we had all put in a good part of our life savings at that point, yeah. you know. And, yeah, and um, renovating it and all that. Now, you didn't own the building, right? No, we you didn't own the renting. building, but we spent all the money on, you know, you know redoing it and everything. Yeah. But um, but we eventually, we won. And we all of the investors got paid, a, you know, a nice sum. Everybody was pretty happy. And it was right around that time, though, that Hire got. I still, to be honest with you, like... The old place. I, I don't. Want, I wouldn't say better. Yeah, it was just different. It was just it was a different. Di- it vibe. was like a, it was like a corner bar. I liked how you'd go in and there'd be the pool table and you had the little yeah. couches and there was kind of that whole thing and yeah. like yeah, yeah, it was just it different. was more of a corner bar. Yeah. But then Herbie Hancock shows up and he's like a jazz like superstar and, 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 and there's no you can't accommodate the amount of people that want to be there. No, right? no, yeah, no. What we, was the capacity there? Five fifty. Yeah. So, so we would have lines down that down that thing, and uh-huh. and I still meet people that uh, people here, and I, I see I saw somebody when I was shopping over the holidays. She said, "You're the guy." I go, "Oh, I'm like oh, which one?" <laughs> yeah. and she goes, "The guy that gave the speech." I'm like, "What speech?" She's like, "The pot speech." I'm like, "Oh," <laughs> and I almost can remember it. It goes uh, something like. Um, Although the ownership of higher ground is not personally opposed to the smoking of marijuana, you cannot smoke it in our building. So we have a big parking lot, and there's a there's a river out back. Please take a look at our lovely natural resources, and don't smoke when you come inside. And that's all I could say. And um, but yeah, so uh, it was uh, that was the thing about that place that that was good. But then um, right when we were having to move, and we got the uh, the law sued in our favor. Um, what I think it was a settlement, really. It yeah. didn't really become a lawsuit. And then um, Merrill Jarvis was wanting to close his uh, Showcase Five. There was a movie theater called the Showcase Five. Yeah. Wanted to close that because he was opening the majestic. It was pretty. Run, it was pretty run down. It, yeah. it, it had yeah. like. Yeah, he, yeah. He had kind of. He had kind of given he up. Ran, uh, well, and he also, but he opened Majestic Ten. Yeah. So yeah. they had, you know, they had interest there. And we just thought, wow, we can really turn this into something. Now, there was two places that you were looking at at least, right? Because we just had Hannah from Talent on, and prior to them moving in, she said you guys were at least considering um, the space that became the first Talent, right? Where was that? On Williston Road, 2069. Yeah, we looked over there. We also looked at the old Hunts, which is very funny. And by (laughs) that time in history, Alex actually owned the building. One of of our partners, Alex Carlos, owned, owned the building. But... I went to a Flynn show that summer um, when we were changing over, and downtown, just for the Flynn show, was so packed. It was like a play. And I'm like, what if we had like a sold out show tonight? You know, how? I go, I don't think being downtown, and there were some people in the South End who I guess now are also, they don't seem to ever want to have. You know, now there's, you know, some breweries, but nobody ever seems to want to have a big music venue. Yeah, I think Shauna Nas and all that kind of, right. kind of screwed we up. did that, and it was right where Shauna Nas was, so yeah. they, so, um, but I like the idea of, uh, and we all kind of agreed, 
you could pull off the interstate and you could be living in, you know, wherever, Randolph, and still get to a pretty big concert. Without having to go into downtown. Without even going into downtown. And we had a ton of parking. It was a huge parking lot. So uh, that it, it ended up being a very good choice. And, um, you know, we, we were there for a long time. I've, if I hadn't started getting a little bit older, uh, you know, it was just, it was it's time, it was time, time, time to switch it up. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny full circle because, you know, here I am, 16-year-old kid hanging flyers and doing coat check for you. And then, mm-hmm. and here you, you know, I go, I move away and then come back. And, you know, I've been back at higher ground. You know, I mostly do the summer stuff now, but I've been back for, I don't know, I want to say five right. years or something. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, and then that's the 25th anniversary. Um, I just saw the other day they're starting to talk that up. So that'll be kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, now, what was your role when you were, you said you were working with Fish? Were you doing some type of tour stuff? Or I can't, I remember you well, telling me about it. All I did about. for Fish ever was, I worked for three of the festivals. Okay. I was the, like, food and beverage coordinator for the Clifford Ball, which yep. was in 1996. Yeah. That was the first one they did. They were expecting about 30,000, 40,000 people. <laughs> yeah, well, some say 70 and some yeah. say 100. It looked more like 100 to me, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know, but... It smelled the, like a hundred. <laughs> the good, the good, the good thing about that was I, the band had wanted to include everybody that they knew that had sold food in Burlington over the years, yeah. like all the little restaurants. Pay homage, they, kind of yeah, thing. yeah, and so they said, make sure everybody gets in. But we were also doing it in Plattsburgh, so the city of Plattsburgh were like. Basically, you're not having it here unless all the people who have restaurants. So I probably had to double the amount of food, food that I that I would. Which is probably a good idea in hindsight. Well, in hindsight, it was, so it was me. But the first day, some of the some of the fish folks were like, "Man, you got a lot of vendors." I don't know. And then the second day, they're like, "This was a really good idea." And I was like, "Well, it really was sort of, uh, you know, one of those." Is, uh, like, some people uh, are on the kind of drugs that make you hungry. <laughs> right. Some some more, but oh my god, that was so big. We had Ben and had just started selling bars and the guy that had uh, I had worked with at, at uh, the original Higher Ground doing doing a lot of Ben and Jerry stuff brought over like a truck full of the Heath Bar Crunch bars okay. and we were just kind of like throwing them out for in the in the uh, parking lot on one night nice. um, and Fish came out and it played uh, on the I remember because I grew up going to festivals with my family. You know, I was going to Dead and Further and all that stuff. And I remember when Fish was just playing in the lot at (laughs) at there, like before they were even the act. Right, right, uh, right. Yeah. And my first actual like Fish Fish show was the Lemon Wheel in uh, way up there in Maine. Right. It was my fifteenth birthday, so it was like August fourteenth, ninety eight. We had just opened Higher Ground, yeah. And that was I think it was that was this the third one. Yeah. You out here? If you guys. We're really there. How do you remember all this stuff? Well, I was I was I was working. That's why. I'll tell you what. I couldn't tell you what I had for lunch, but <laughs> I have this crazy memories. But anyway, long story short about that, I rode into that fish show in a cooler in the back seat of my dad's Bronco. He said it's seventy five bucks to get in. I'll give you fifty if you ride in in the cooler. So he smuggled me into my absolutely. A lot of people got in a lot of different ways to that. That was pretty. Yeah. yeah so I, the, and those are the other two that I did. Let, um, let's the, uh, let's pop Peter on here right quick. Just to, for a quick before hello go. before, if you have to be out. Can Come we, on in. I gotta, I gotta go home and fix dinner. Can we, can we pan out a quick little shot here, Sean? Sure. All right. Nice to see you again, hey, as always. Yeah. Yes. Welcome. Yep. Um, so this is Peter, the Peter, owner Peter of Edelman. Yeah, um, Edelman. 
who is, uh, yeah, kind of gave the next idea for me in my non Two great minds came together, hey, what can we say? <laughs> I'm sitting between royalty. I feel like I should be, you know, in a few years now, I should be, you know, a few more grays and hopefully telling us yeah, a similar you could be the Jimmy Fallon guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Well, we'll see. Um, so, yeah, he's obviously told us a little bit about how this all came together, but, right, right, you know, right. how are things going with all the challenges of pandemic and now getting back in the swing of things and... Well, I, I, you know, going back to what Kevin said when we did our first outdoor shows and we had friends coming up from Philly and every place was still locked down, even though we had rows and, and queues and masks, it felt like liberation. So yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah. People were like, we haven't been anywhere yeah. since oh March. And we haven't we... gone out for dinner. We haven't seen yeah. a show. I heard the divorce rate went up exponentially. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> Which I'm not surprised. Well, I know. We're having a baby boom, too. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One, it, it well, and or both. You it know? all depends. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. But yeah, no, it, 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 um, I, I feel like it's it's really coming. Yeah. And we're, we're, you know, thanks, I think, to Kevin's got the core the core ingredient which is hospitality yes and if you can get your hospital right you make everybody feel good make the artists feel good yeah. you're gonna work it's well, gonna work it's like the, you know this weekend we had that big uh, elton john and queen and you know that band crushed it and i'm talking to kevin and you know we're sold out right and, we're and oversold. I, yeah oversold and yeah. i and i'm you know hustling behind the bar and afterwards <laughs> I, I i finally uh get a break and i say what's up to him and i go damn we're busy he goes yeah usually if you see me it's a good it's yeah, a good right, thing right. It's, I, a busy night. <laughs> it's a busy night it, it was a good true. night and, and people uh, were so happy though yeah. too well yeah. i think you know when you say hospitality it's not just i mean it's for the bands and treating them but it's also the people who come and I that's been I feel like a hallmark of what I've tried to do I, I I'll probably be the first to admit I wasn't mr. Oh, you, we made money because we it was so popular you have to be but you had to be popular enough to pay the bills you mm -hmm. know but I think if people really like something they're gonna come back mm -hmm. and that that's been to me the secret of the success of any of these places is that people and the other nights a perfect example people were leaving and they were so happy oh, oh yeah. my god and people were standing up crying to their, to their <laughs> yeah, favorite John song and I was like oh my god and, and that band was incredible too yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, crushed they crushed it yeah. they crushed it and yeah. and the projection on the screen crushed it so it was the night of, of in the bar and the bar crushed it <laughs> that's always good <laughs> which helps to keep it going for the next time right. but you know it was, it was music it was theater it was drama it was love and community it was just it was a great night absolutely it was a really great I night. concur indubitably yeah. um, um, and you can know can you spell that I mean you know it's not what it's about Peter <laughs> but, um, but you know there's more to come there's more to come, yeah. and, and things evolve, and we've got some really good, absolutely, people really good things. Some in expansion mind. going for the outdoor, yeah, yeah. Uh, outdoor, indoor. Yeah. And, uh, I yeah. do think there were times though when we were all like, especially when when the pandemic was started, because we had done the Yes Darling show is a really good example, and Peter and I both would really try to get back because it was a show of Ryan Montblou and Haley Jane, yeah. who I had seen play on, sitting on a on two bar stools at Higher Ground. They sold it out. It was great. And the music was great, the, the lyrics, their little act together. 
But later, uh, later that night, I said to them, I said, wouldn't it be great if when you're in the car, instead of making believe you're doing this, you're actually in the front of the car? And so when we finally got to do it here, they built the front of a 57 Chevy. And, awesome. and it looked like they were in it. And instead of making Kyle Rose, like, flipping a red light because there was supposed to be a cop behind him, uh -huh. we had a screen with a cop car coming down like they were getting that pulled 1950s over. 1950s car. Hey, that's, yeah. why, that's why it's called the Performance Center. You know, you're not only getting... You're not only getting music. Yeah, and, uh, if, exactly. If you haven't caught on by now, we're at the Double E Performance Center right here in the lounge next to the T-Rex Theater with two Vermont entrepreneurs. we got Peter and Kevin. And, yeah, it's honestly an honor to just sit down and talk with you all. This big part of the reason why we started this show is crafted to, uh, you know, just to kind of let people like you tell a little bit of your story, reminisce, and just clue people in on, you know, Cool things that you've done, things that are in the works, and you know all that. Well, Kevin, Kevin could be on all night long. Yeah. He's got more stories, and, and yeah. they're real and they're, yeah. they're true. Yeah. What what name will he come up with next? <laughs> well, then I'll have to see like the soul. I'm like, oh, soul survivors. I saw them or whatever. Yeah, so, uh, then someone's like, oh, we're starting a shoe store. Let's call it. And then the next day they tell you it's called Soul Survivor. Like, I said that last night. Wait, that was, I know I said that name. <laughs> but exactly. Um, but yeah, but I, I think, I mean, there were definitely times, especially in the pandemic, that I just thought, it, it's just, this is going to ruin everything for, for all of us, you know? And, I, and I'm not a person that feels like you ever want to give up. But, yeah, you got to find a way to pivot. But, it was, but we did pivot. And, mm -hmm. and like I said, that first summer was a little... I mean, the bands that couldn't that I could never sell out, the little room at Higher Ground were selling out the green out Yeah, here. people just wanted to get just, out. They just wanted to get out. <laughs> yeah. We provided something. But it also gave us an idea of where that could go. And now that that is coming to fruition and just to see everybody the other night in here again was really it, it just took me back to where we were before the pandemic started and I really hope that can continue yeah it's you know one thing that I've always loved about working in this industry is you know of course you see the you're happy to see the Jess Bridges and the Craig Mitchells and you know those people have been a staple of our scene but even just meeting people you don't know out of the blue and you know you just right. realize either right. you have stuff in common or you know just just good people you know? it's, it's MLK MLK yes. day right yes. I got a dream yes. and it couldn't be more appropriate <laughs> yeah absolutely yes. And well, and yeah, and those people were here the other night, like Craig Mitchell. Yeah. What else did you say? Jess Bridges. Yeah, yeah. From oh, Half yeah, Lounge. yeah. She was, I hadn't seen her in a long time, and she was our, the place that we all met up in the middle of the night, like one o'clock in the morning, and came up with more ideas. Yeah. Her, the, the Half Lounge back in the late 90s and early 2000s yeah. was a place of ideas. We just, we felt like we owned the town. There was one night we had a show going on at the waterfront. We had a show going on at the Flynn, and we had a show going on at Higher Ground, and I'm like, what? Like this is crazy. I used to not be able to get into that place over there, and now we're like, but I went in the wrong door though of this thing called, um, uh, gosh, uh, Young at Heart. It's called. It's all these 80 plus year year old people in a singing group, and they do. They have a little part where they have. Um, 
wheelchairs out on the stage. <laughs> Fuck and they're swinging them around. No, I swear, they're singing, I want to be sedated by the Ramones. It's like, I want to be sedated. Oh, my God. And I, I had seen it on a documentary. I'm like, we have to have this band. And Alex, like, so. And it sold out, of course. Yeah. It was great. What and time did that show start? Three? Early. <laughs> it, it was really good. But I think they were doing some, I can't remember now, but they were, it was pretty funny because I had, we had done a lot of shows at the Flynn, but they had something where I couldn't go in the regular door I went in, so I went in this other door and came walking out, and I was on the stage, and they were pointing at me. But like, it was like, your cue. Like, yeah, 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 and I was like, oh, my God, I'm in the show. Like, and I could start running out. Yeah. Like, what do I do? What do I do? It's like, good, good thing I know the Ramones. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah, I could have sang that. Yeah, that's true. Oh, sure enough. Oh, that's hilarious. But uh, there's, there's, there's fun to be had. I think that's another thing, too. There's, a, you know, the business part. Um, obviously keeps it going but if it's fun for the people who come and it's fun for the people who work there that's been a big part of it um, a part of that hospitality feeling I think yeah there's there's worse ways to make a living huh <laughs> I could have been a lawyer. Few better. There's few better. We do have a secret weapon here too, though. I mean, and and it's in Purple Sage, and it's a salt cave. And so when we first got together, it puts you in a different place. You, okay. You're in the salt a cave. The salt yeah. cave. You're, you, it, it, I've been here it, a year. How come I'm just running it up? So it literally it puts you in a different frame of mind. And we, Kevin and I, went in there with a few people, and we just talked about ideas. Mm-hmm. I've, it, like what I was saying about the half lounge being yep. the place of ideas, when yep. we started this, we would go over there and all of a sudden we'd come out and Eric would say like, hey, like one of his, like, you know, what about this? And we'd be like, wow, that's a great idea. And he, he didn't have that idea before he was in the salt cave. He got salty. Like, <laughs> he got salty. <laughs> the good, the good kind works. of salty. Yeah, yeah. So That kosher. Yeah. yeah. But... Uh, the more, more well, we're, we're, we're going to have another session come up with Craig. He wants to go on Monday, so okay. mark your calendar. I was in there, John Fusco, and, and yeah, we, you know, it just me, if you haven't tried session. it, you've got to try it. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, and we've done, we've done, um, you know, like, uh, drumming, vibration, and chime therapies, and it, it's just. Did it's, Ilio? Got Ilio any? did not make that. Okay. No, Ilio did not make that one. But we got to get him back up. We here. have to drag Trey in there when he's up uh, rehearsing or something. That, Absolutely, that was like right up his alley. I don't think he even knows. I, I think I've mentioned it, but we should do that. We he should definitely really like do it. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He med- he meditates every day. You can meditate in there. Here we go. Well, I want to congratulate both of y'all on all your success. It's really inspiring, and um, you know, just the fact that you've been able to just maintain this. You know, this aura of just being real down-to-earth people, you know what I mean? It's like, you meet a lot of people who are successful or, you know, who have owned these establishments and, like, they just don't value the, their customers, some of them, you know, and it's a or, big or, money grab. Or, or our people. Yeah. Exactly. Our people. Yeah. Because yeah. without good people, we, we can't we do it without them. We got nothing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I was, uh, you know, I was very grateful that you, you thought that, that this could make a good you know, topic of conversation uh, because it's not the way everybody does everything. And that's something I liked about Peter right away, mm-hmm. but it was something that Higher Ground was like right away, you know. Then, and it, it wasn't, we, we went in there and people were like, well, how did you get along with the police and uh, the labor department, you know, all these people? And they all knew we were trying to do the right thing. Yeah. And they, we, we were fine yeah, with that. Good vibes, and respect. I think Peter gets that here too, you yeah. know, and that's, that's really important. 
sometimes if you're fighting the system, you know, you, you don't win. You got to work but from if you within. you don't win them, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, and I mean, part of the reason why I was so hyped to have you on is because Higher Ground's been such a big part of my life. And, you know, I'm still involved over there, but now also being a part over here. So it's, uh, yeah, and it's just awesome. Like, look, we're at the movies. Well, <laughs> and you're still a kid. Yeah. 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 What you said before, though, is a big difference. People are like, well, do you feel like it's, it's is it different than Higher Ground? And in a couple of ways, it really is. First, um, the first thing I noticed, the, the first couple shows we had were a little bit older crowd, and people were coming up to me saying, my wife or husband or partner, they're ankle, knee, or hip <laughs> doesn't work, and we really need a seat now. We can't yeah. sit, and we can't really go to higher ground as much, but this is where you provide that. I go, so I started thinking, well, it's like, a, it, because it's different, you know? Like, yeah. And an area, an area like this, if you go to New York City, there's probably a few of these and a few higher ground types things in a 10, 10 mile area. But this is pretty much the only one around. This like is this. the only one that does this, and, and higher ground's the only thing really that does what it does, and, and then there are bigger shows outside. Mm -hmm. But now you've got this, the, this, this, this green out here, it's going to be able to do more people. Yeah. There should, there'll be a lot, there's more people coming. You got the whalers coming, right? The rumor has it. Whalers. On 420, so yeah. come check that out. We got Sugar Hill Gang coming, which is gonna be a big one. Um, fun, fun, fun. Yeah, I mean, I won't spoil too many of them for you, but uh, you can find everything on the website, which is Essex Experience. Yeah, and they're doing the, this, the thing we did the other night um, for uh, Queen and Elton John are doing the the people like I feel like it was it almost could have been first was are the Beatles and the Stones. That's in May, I believe, right? May 10th or something? May 20th. 20th? May 20th. Yeah. I got the zero. But. So, yeah, get your tickets because these big shows here do sell out because we've got something special going on here. Um, and, you know, tip your bartenders. Like, but it's not just keeping on, Bring money to buy drinks yeah. and bring yeah. yourself to have a good time. Yeah, and, uh, mm -hmm. and you don't have to drink if you come to, but, you know, it's, if you do. Be responsible. Yeah, absolutely. And tip well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tip your bartenders. Yeah. You probably um, heard that a lot. So I don't know if there's anyone specifically you want to give any shout-outs to, thanks, or anything like that, but it seems like it could be a, you know, good time, too, if you want to holler at anyone. I, I'd like to shout-out for, because all of us venue owners, or most of us venue owners in, in the country, would not have survived covid if it hadn't been for Pat Leahy and Peter Welch and Chuck Schumer, mm -hmm. who put, got the SVOG together, mm -hmm. SVOG was was a grant process that went that covered every theatrical venue in the country. Without that lifeline, yeah. many, many, many would not have survived and wouldn't be open today. Big up! Hell yeah! That's a really good thing. Yeah, because a lot of people don't realize a lot of other businesses suffered. Say food places, but they could still do takeout. Yeah, you can't do takeout music. Mm -hmm. You know, like you, we really had to shut down, and all the venues really had to shut down. And for those guys, yeah, Peter Welch, I felt like a big thing. Pat Leahy has been a strong supporter for a very, very long time, and. Um, yeah. It's funny that the people who are moving the needle are from this little tiny little Vermont, state. Little <laughs> yeah. yeah, the most yeah. that roared. You know, great, I, I always say great. to people who move to Vermont, they're like, what's up with Vermont? I'm like, you're uh, 
you know, your best resource to each other and like six degrees of separation really becomes one or two, you know, and so like people really care about each other here. Like we actually, we have community because you're gonna see these people, you That's know right. what I mean? That's right. You don't have to be everyone's best friend, but you should probably find a way to coexist because yeah. If, yeah. if you're into anything even close to similar, you're gonna be sharing space with these people. Yeah, it's a good way to go through life. Be mm -hmm. careful how you walk out that door, be respectful and it'll open for you again. Absolutely. It does take yeah. a lot. Oh, I wanna also, on the point of higher ground, I gotta shout out Zeke. Because he has always been so kind to me. And, you know, I remember first showing up, there's a little kid thinking he was so intimidating. You know, he's running your security and, you know, now I consider him a brother. And I know. mean, when you said that, the, the first thing I could think of, and the only thing I, I thought of, besides the fact that people that kept this going during the pandemic, the people that kept Higher Ground going are all those people. You've got to meet a lot of them now. Some of them aren't at Higher Ground anymore. Some still are. Friday, shout but, out. Yeah, there was mm -hmm. a, they, I could never have done it without all of, the, all of them. They know that, yeah. um, probably more than anybody. <laughs> but a lot of times I've been given credit that was really a group, a, you know, a, a really a group project and um, a good one. And I felt really good that people were managing for us in in a nightclub, and most of them had stayed over ten years. You yeah. don't usually keep managers in the nightclub arena for longer than well. It's such it's know, such a, a it's such a family setting there too. It's like you know even people who just come on, I feel like everyone's just instantly yeah. welcomed in. People, mm -hmm. And uh, I never realized till recently too. People tell me I run into them how much they. They wanted to work there, and they're so happy they got a job. And yeah. and I was like, was it that hard? And they're like, oh, well, if you were from New Jersey, it was good or something. Like that. <laughs> That's a long time ago, though. I think you know everybody. Everybody's welcome now. It's an equal opportunity yeah. employer. Yeah, shout out, Chris the Sopranos Hardy. ended. <laughs> shout out, Chris Hardy. Yeah, yeah. manager. Yeah. You're the man, and Melinda, and you know just everyone over there. You know who you are, Jer, and. Yeah. Mary yeah. came over from, from Higher Ground. She did yeah, her hospital here. She had yeah. my assistant yeah. there. Shout out Jesse over here. Yeah. You know, he's the young buck, but he's he's taking on a big role here, and I think he's doing a really a good job. Role. And he yeah. was somebody that came to talk to me when he was still in high school. Yeah. And, uh, he's a go-getter. Yeah, and I said, hey, what are you doing now? And he, he was not looking for a job, and he ended up working that night <laughs> I'm like we really need some help like so uh, it was great mm, that sounds familiar four years later he's 19 <laughs> yeah, I, I keep saying he's 19 somebody said he might be getting turning 20 well he said he said I gotta take him out for his 21st birthday I said sure when is it he said February or no for his birthday February and he said but I'm only turning 20 on February and I said well I'm almost 40 so <laughs> yeah next oh year oh my god or this year that's oh, really scary. Sorry. Yeah, I, can't. <laughs> I feel like a, I'm at a movie theater. It's a horror movie. <laughs> if you are 40, that really is scary. Yeah. Yeah, man. But yeah, good. But we're, we're proving music keeps you young. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know you what I mean? Do that. Um, but well, yeah. Th thanks for the thanks. Thanks for thinking. Thank you. Thanks for coming over today, you guys, and, and doing this. And Where are the pickles? We're the pickles. We're the best. We're right. the best. It's, um, I could probably find some. Maybe we could do a showing and then we could have them. We could do that for that. Yeah. I didn't know you were doing this. Yeah, yeah. So this is, uh, we have two shows. One's called Golden Hour. It's more like skateboarding and hip hop bass. And then yeah. this is Vermontrepreneurs, which is, this is our sixth edition of it. So. Really? Yep. So we've well, been doing it about so a year. You got the whole 
Yeah. You want to go back and look at one through five? You, you could do it? Yeah, totally. They're all on YouTube. I can send you some links. Yeah, do it. Yeah, so. So, do you guys edit a little? I imagine you a little play bit. well with it. A yeah. little bit. Mm -hmm. Nothing too to, crazy. I try to make it feel live. Okay. Yeah. 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 But, you know, if, there, if there's a little hiccup here and there, you know. Yeah. I, I, I've been known to have quite the potty mouth. I think I did pretty well this episode. Yeah, I did. It's, <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of interesting because Ryan Dempsey wanted to do a, a like a Saturday Night Live show on stage. I don't know if you were here for that. No, I wasn't. But he came and he set up. We had, we had the whole. It was right, right. scripted wrong and choreographed wrong, but it was during the during the pandemic, and it was a great idea. I think this. Um, I think this gumbo, the uh, fatty bees gumbo. I think that's going to be really cool. Um, you know, I know cool. they're I know they're setting up like a bar type setting in there, but not so, you know Start just for part of theatrics. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we were just talking about it. We were talking about calling it like making it the half. Yeah, like that's what because uh, Jess was here. And I'm like, well, they've been talking about doing a bar thing. Maybe they could call it the half, like because that's where all of these people, him, first of all, he Craig. was like he was doing like one night a week there, mm -hmm. like Craig. Yeah, all those yeah. people were it were it were half and Dennis's. Tomorrow we've got uh, I don't know, Jesse Tully, uh, Bob Standard coming. Oh, sweet. For his press release. He's doing okay. a press conference. CX is coming. Ken Picard's going to come. Cool. Okay. Ken said, I'm definitely here. And nice. that's going to be, he's using all non-digital equipment. So he's doing a blues album. Sweet. Old school. So the sound is still through tubes. And, is this going to be like a acoustic oh, wow. type thing? It'll, well, he, he's got... He's, he's got, doing the big, big room? We're going to do it over the... In, yeah, we're going to do a live recording and he's going to press vinyl instead of CDs, so oh, it's wow. going to be vinyl, pressed. Sweet. Wow. And then uh, Joe Moore's coming. He's going to play. Andrew Garassi, who's probably the, the best blues keyboardist in the country. Here I was oh. thinking the last time we had Joe Moore was his last time ever no, no, on stage. No, 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 no. He's, he's making a comeback. Better. He's actually doing better Is he? and better. Yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah, he, he's, he's such a legend. Around. He's such a legend. I actually got teary-eyed at one point when they were playing over here, and you know, I was behind the bar. and. It's like wow, this could literally be the last time this legend ever yeah, plays. No, but it's good to hear that he's and he doing was better. doing better that night than when he'd been here this summer. Whoa, yeah, good to see. Yeah, very cool. That's very Bob, cool. his last uh, tour was a farewell tour. That's right. I said, Bob, you're not going to quit. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm going to cry. I said, no, you anything not. I learned from fish. <laughs> well, farewell for now. Farewell, friends, right? And then it's no, like, I don't think they ever said. Oh, yeah, well, they did have their. They did farewell, friends. Yeah, they said they were leave, they were quitting. I didn't believe it. Well, <laughs> at the time, I think they had to. Really. Yeah, yeah, there's some things. Terry was uh, definitely wanting to quit yeah. at that moment. But, yeah, so come on, check out the double E. Also, you know, go check out Higher Ground when you can't check anything over here. And um, just give thanks that we have people in our scene, like Kevin and Peter, who are keeping the life force of it going and who are just good dudes, too. Grade A, one of a kind, Vermontrepreneurs. And, uh, let's go by the guitar and snap a couple photos right quick, yeah? Historic Mickey Hart guitar here at the Double E, so when you're here, make sure you take a look at it. From the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. From the yeah, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Grateful, it's Mickey Hart's, but for, it was in for the Hall of Grateful Dead. And he, just, he starts doing like a belly laugh. He just starts going, I thought you meant, I go, I realize you thought he meant a guitar. I go, no. He goes, oh my God. He goes, this is so funny. And uh, I said, yeah. And then so he started signing it. And I was like standing where you guys are. And I said, wow, now, now everybody signed it. And he's right here. And he goes, everybody except Jerry.
Yeah. And I went, well, yeah, you know. Yeah. And uh, he said, then he said a very nice thing. He said, but you guys have the spirit here. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, I saw those those plaques upstairs, money for the food shelf and money for the committee on temporary shelter. I go, you read all those? I go, what about all the photos? He goes, I didn't look at the photos. I just looked at the plaques. That's how I can tell nice, what a place nice, is. I nice, was like, wow. Nice. That's right. It was so nice. So anyway, that's my Phil story and Mickey story on that guitar. There's a bunch of tour things that he had that he had put on. Yeah, I'm sure there's um, so many. Um, a, yeah, and I think some of them are. So this one's missing. Um, I have it, actually. Um, but these are, yeah, these were on there. Um, some of their cases and stuff. Yeah, uh, these little school. That's so cool. I, I actually never really touched it, but then I was realizing it's like kind of hollow, right? It hasn't gotten trashed at all. Yeah, no, we've been oh, very lucky. Amazing. Oh, I know. I'm, I was I'm, just I'm always mindful.